I'm a big fan of uh, Kevin Stott. I do, me too. We all are, buddy. <laughs> he gets it done. I actually, he gets it done. I didn't want to like name drop, but I actually went to school with him. Dude, come on. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I, no I, way. I saw him at my uni. Really? Well, yeah. What was he like? Dude was a man, a myth, a legend. Could you get <laughs> like, to him? Get close the, to him. Past the crowds. <laughs> he was. He was. I'm not. I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm putting him on a pedestal or anything, but he was a modern-day Jesus. <laughs> He's That's a god among se- men. It's what it seemed like. <laughs> you could just tell from the way people acted around him. And just the way he carried himself. Hey, guys. <laughs> Jace mm-hmm. isn't here, and this podcast is a fucking mess. Yeah, he's busy shingling, so I, Kevin, the humble Kevin Stott, will be your host. And with us is Wyoming's finest park ranger with an insatiable hunger for arson, it's Joey. I just can't help it. It's just bright, it's warm, makes some nice s'mores. What are s'mores anyway? S'mores are chocolate and marshmallows. Graham crackers? Graham cracker sandwich, and then you put it on a fire to melt it. Sweet. That's what I like. Hey, guys. And uh, the one true fan of Dying Light, Humanity's Redeemer, the man without a podcast sign-off, it's Max. One time when I was in America, I actually got some, like, deluxe s'mores at a restaurant for dessert. What are are they? Um, It was sort of, like, really... It was luxury s'mores, and it was probably the most disappointing dessert I've ever had. (laughs) Terrible. I feel like a deluxe s'more is missing a point. Yeah, yeah, no, it needs to be trashy, it needs to be cheap, and, like, dipping these nice graham crackers with into, like, dark chocolate just wasn't doing it for yeah. me. I've got, a, I've got a pretty good recipe for graham crackers. Mm. There you go. We can make some deluxe s'mores anytime that we want. <laughs> you know what would have made it better? What would have made it better? Video games. Ah, that's what I like to talk about. Ah! <laughs> so what have we been doing, gents? How's our week been? What have we been playing? We we built... I spent a morning putting some weapons in our Tokyo Sword Club prototype, and we took it to the Independent Game Developers Association Melbourne meetup, and it was pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah, the, it's really fun times. We've got some fun modifiers that just make the game even more frantic, uh... So yeah, it'd be, I look forward to getting lots of people seeing that soon, so uh, yeah, good times. Yeah, it'll be good, it'll be good. Have you been, play- be good. Have you been playing anything apart from doing some sweet video game makings? I played Metal Gear Solid 5, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which hey. was good, I had a good time. My, my funnest adventure that I had was... Um, <laughs> There was this jeep. I was trying to save this prisoner who was in the back of a jeep, but they had, like, a tank behind him. And I, f- I found this out by, like, trying to go in and get him, and then a tank exploded me. <laughs> so then my plan was, 
like I tried a bunch of different stuff, and if you take too long, they drive off with uh, the guy, and then they they kill him. If you take too long, and so then one time, my plan was, um, I started just sniping all the dudes around the car so that they couldn't drive it away, but then they found out where I was, and everyone was shooting at me, and I couldn't take out the tank because I just didn't have the equipment to be able to do it. And so my plan was to go around and sneak up into the Jeep and drive it off. <laughs> but that that did not work out for me. I took too long and then as I was escaping, there were reinforcements that met me and then the Jeep exploded and we all died. Oh, that game is so good. It's so good with just yeah. like coming at a problem and just taking it how you want it. But I, I feel like towards the end of the game, I just had quiet with a silent sniper rifle off in the distance and just an excessive amount I, of... Yeah, I made a point. I didn't want to break it like that, so I made a point of just kind of like not taking... Once I'd like fully finished with quiet leveling it, all the stuff up, I just made a point of not playing with it. I took D-Dog. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Although I never used, um, I don't know, no, I, I don't want to spoil it for Kevin, but I never used the, the other um, thing you get from uh, uh, Otacon's father, what's his name, Hal, Emmerich. Mm. Never used is he like that. A wide, is he a wise cracking like, sidekick robot? I don't want to say anything. You have to get <laughs> up to... Uh, it's R2-D2, the... that's what I reckon it is. It yeah. quite possibly might be R2-D2. <laughs> Why um, possibly might be an Ewok. <laughs> what I need to to I want a I want a tranquilizer sniper rifle yep. with Sansa and adjustable zoom. And I can get it. It's on the horizon. I just need <laughs> to make my way there. Yeah, it takes like because I was playing a non-lethal uh, playthrough, and I was playing it with a at the time I was playing with a friend who was playing it as, like, a lethal playthrough, and he was getting all this amazing shit before me because I just had to wait to get all these cool sniper rifles, um, non-lethal sniper rifles. But, yeah, it's worth yeah. it, don't worry. Yeah, it totally is. I mean, like, if you, if you go around killing everyone, you're just gonna you're just wasting recruits for your base, so... That's, that's something I had a bad habit with. It was just like, get everyone! <laughs> yeah. It was good. And then what happened? Uh, you have to, like... You have to let people go. Yeah, you have to <laughs> kick them out. You run out of space, and yeah. you got to get them out of there. Yeah, I just ended up taking an excessive number of EMP mines towards the end and just chucking <laughs> them everywhere. Uh, yeah, you can get some pretty crazy, like, uh, Fulton stuff as well. So Yeah. Yeah, focus on upgrading those as well. I played, yeah, for I, hour, yeah, I played for hours and hours, and there were some Fulton things that I never got, that I saw online that I never unlocked. Oh, like what? Uh, the teleporter one? Oh, yeah, the, the wormhole. Yeah. Yeah, the wormhole's great. Because you can just pick up anything anywhere. Oh, it's so weird. Yeah. It comes out of nowhere. It's that and the, um... You get another hand, like, another hand that's just crazy. How many resources are in those, uh, like, shipping containers when you fold them out? Uh, I want to say, like, a thousand or something? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because grabbing all the little ones is getting pretty tedious. Yeah, just take, go, I just focused on... Like, if they were there right in front of me, I got them. But I focused yeah. on the big ones. Yeah, um, the big right. ones are much 
also, if you want to risk it, um, jump online, go to other people's mother bases and try to steal all their shit. Ah, uh, sure. That's what that's what mother base stuff is for. You know, you steal their resources and their men, but in turn, they can you know steal your stuff. Mother base is so cool. Mother base is really cool, huh? And you come in on a helicopter. It's great. <laughs> yeah, and then you just straight out just like knock a dude over, like hip check him, and then he's just like, "Thank you, Snake." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good stuff I played that and I played The Witness all yeah, last cool. night hey everyone it's Jace uh, the one that isn't on this podcast uh, I was just editing this and I found out that the guys talk a little bit about spoilers from The Witness they talk about some puzzle solutions and even some story and a little bit of ending stuff only a little bit but uh, I thought I should give you some warning if you don't want to hear any witness spoilers, just skip five minutes past this point, uh, and you should be way clear of it. Uh, okay, thanks. Back to your regularly scheduled idiots being idiot dummies. I still haven't finished that. I'm like, I don't know how long I've been playing. I've done like a few areas, but I haven't finished it. That's a pretty, that's a pretty decent effort to finish. I was, I was applying just straight up answers to puzzles if I didn't feel like solving one. Oh, really? Because, like, at the start, I, I, like, fundamentally misunderstood one of the rules about, like, how the black and white squares puzzles work. I I still haven't... Oh, no, I have figured that one out. Yeah, all good. What, what, tell me. Like, the black and white squares, like, you have to separate those panels from each other. Yeah, yeah. Which is I thought really it, kind I of... Thought... It speaks volumes to, like, you know, just racism and everything. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I thought it was, uh... I thought you had to dry... You had to make the line go in between. Like, you yeah, had to right. Go in between with, like, a black on one side and the white on the other. Which... Is like is similar enough to the real real rule that it got me through like the training stuff, but then later on I just I did not understand what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> um, the one that I'm having trouble with is like a lot of the Tetris type puzzles. Yeah, the Tetris ones are tough because when you because they end up. Being that you can, if you can put them in one shape, then where the like tile is doesn't have to be where the shape is. Yeah, yeah, those ones get hard. A lot of those, I was like, look, if I was going on a puzzle and I tried it a few times, or I just had no idea what I was supposed to be doing, I just went back. I'll look it up. Yeah, I get the. Most of, I want to see the world, I want to see what happens when you get to the end and see all this stuff. I don't want to sit and be blocked by a puzzle for half an hour or something. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. But, like, I, I kind of, I jumped into the experience with, like, and by saying how I don't want to look at a guide or anything. I want to try to figure this out all by myself. Um, and that's probably why I'm, like, three hours into it and still... Haven't feel like I, I feel like I haven't scratched the surface of it yet, you know. Yeah, well, I think the I think the real I think the best way to 
play it would probably be Line. like how a lot of people play Mist or like old adventure games where you've got like a few people playing it together as a team. Yeah, sure. And then sure. you can have different perspectives, and you can see you, know, you don't get stuck in a in a rut. Yeah, I like that's why I like I get Frankie every now and then. You know, yeah, she comes down. So, so um, check it out. so Kevin, yes. you've you've finished the bulk of it. Is there like I see the trailers, and I just know it's not a game for me. But I'd like to like see that story. Is there much of a story there? No. No, really. There's not a story. Oh, like the, that's one of that's one of the weaknesses about it. I think because part of what made because like the setting is kind of very similar to Mist in that you're just on a weird island with all this kind of freestanding architecture, but there's no one there. But there's a bunch of weird puzzles. Yeah, and statues, and and how. <laughs> um. But in Mist, there was, like, a story, there was, like, a reason why there were all these worlds, because these dudes could, like, make worlds, but then they got bored of it, and they left, and they made different worlds, and there's all, like, portals between them and stuff. But in The Witness, it doesn't... It, there's, like, not a story. Yeah, right. As far uh, as I can tell. I thought there was, I thought there was, like, an ending, and it kind of wrapped it all up pretty well. There's an ending, but it doesn't, as far as I can tell, doesn't mean anything. Yeah, okay. Because you get collectibles and stuff, but they're all... Like, you pick up audio logs of people reading... Quotes from different... Quotes. Yeah, like, from different uh, social figures, right? Yeah, and you get, like, snippets of lectures and stuff. But I don't think it... Like, maybe it does. I just haven't seen it, but I don't think it says anything about the world or why it exists. I think it's just a space to have all these puzzles. Yeah, okay, sure. I'm, like, I'm enjoying it so far. Like, I don't think that it really bothers me because sometimes I just want to have a bit of a challenge and do some puzzles, you know? Yeah, the puzzles yeah. are all good. I just... I, th- I think it, I would be more interested in it if there was some reason that it existed. Yeah, okay, sure. At, like, at the end, you, it, they start showing you, like, a bunch of concept art and stuff just like up on the walls yeah okay so it's like it's kind of clear that people have made it but you're not you know you're not sure whether it's just them saying hey look at these these arts that we did when we were making the game or whether that's supposed to be in world yeah okay yeah someone building it but yeah it's worth checking out wow yeah Yeah. well that answer just made me even less interested in it you're not much of a puzzle kind of... I'm not at all a puzzle person. I'm not a lateral thinker. I'm not a logical thinker. I'm not, I'm not even much of a thinker at all. So <laughs> I, I sort of saw it and like, that looks really pretty, but... Yeah, yeah sure, yeah. sure. If there's not a story to keep you going, then and it's considering probably the pri- gonna... It's pretty hefty for a... Uh, like, it's a pretty hefty price point, considering... Yeah. Uh, like... I mean, if, you, if you're going to do all those puzzles, then I'm sure it'd be worth it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. totally worth the uh, price point, um, but, like, it's... You know, for for just like the you know um, casual Steam buyer, it's it might feel like it's a bit of a punch in the teeth when you can or kick in oh, the teeth yeah. when you can get yeah. you know titles for like what like three bucks now, some decent games. Yeah. And... yeah, I like the price point though. I think it's an interesting price point. 
Oh, I don't have a problem with it. Like, if you, you know, make a big game, there's no reason why you shouldn't charge. Yeah. You know, the, it's good the It's good that he's doing costs. it, because it helps to fight. Set a standard. Yeah, it helps yeah. to fight everyone, pricing their thing as low as they can, and yeah. then no one being 40, able to make any money. 40 bucks I think US, is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a strange price for an indie game, but yeah, it sounds like there's a lot there, so... I think it's yeah. part of it. Like, he probably has to... I think he spend most of the money made on Braid on the winners. Mm. And so that's... He needs to start the price point there to try and make some money back. Well, apparently it's doing really well. So. Oh, yeah, good. it should. Yeah. Uh, even on... It, like, I don't know if that's... It's totally interesting, but even on, um, like... PS4 and stuff, it's it's doing really well. So it's not just PC, right? Um, like it kind of makes you. I, I don't know. This is, I guess, kind of related. I don't, I don't know why, but like in, to do in terms of like prices and stuff. But like if you look at, I think it's the. I don't know if you heard, but the the guys that developed one of the last Warhammer games for the uh, iPad, Death Watch, which was a really solid tactical game. Um, they have just called it quits there, and I I don't know whether it's their games. They rather than having free to play, like they charge, you know, whatever they charge for it. Um, yeah, yeah, they went bankrupt, and nobody really knows. Well, they didn't go bankrupt, but like they've just stopped working, and like it kind of makes you question: Is like the are people just expecting more for less now, or like yeah, it's a weird situation. I think definitely on the phone and like mm. on the mobile platform, that's particularly true. Um, I don't know if it's kind of sucks so... though. Yeah, oh yeah, it does. I, I I genuinely would like to pay for more games on the phone. Yeah, totally. But uh, I, that's just because I'm I'm not a huge fan of free to play. But well, you get you you definitely can get better games having. Yeah. Having free-to-play as the kind of dominant um, making-money strategy means that we get a lot of like minimum viable product, so it's just the bare bones of what this game could be, so we can get it out, and if it gets any bites, then we can kind of increase on it. But yeah. even then, even even then, you don't see a lot of stuff added like in, with Star Wars Uprising yeah they had like basically all of the planet like all of the environment content it feels like was done when they launched it, it yeah, yeah there's no there's no paywalls in that game you know you can just keep playing you know that's what it seems like and like everything else is just kind of bonus gear or cosmetic stuff and no, but what what I was saying was that there's like a limited amount of environments, and it's not because they're making money off it. It's not worth them making more. Ah, oh, right, yeah, yeah, sure. So you end up with kind of a kind of a limited set and techniques that are really kind of built around encouraging you, like trying to make doing the same thing a million times fun or at least enticing mm. or you know engaging by promising you a reward if you keep coming back to do it yeah yeah okay sure yeah you see you see um like games with upfront costs do that as well though i'm like you know destiny definitely comes to mind and i'm sure yeah, right. the division's going to be similar and that sort of 
you know, limited amount of content being reused over and over. I think it's partly part of the publisher, though. Like, I think the guys that did Destiny, they had some pretty big plans and what they wanted to achieve and then just kind of got halted by the publisher just because they wanted to make money. Yeah. I'm sure we'll see. I'm sure we'll see a big improvement in Destiny Two. Oh yeah, Maybe which is coming out next year. Next year, yeah. There's no way in hell I'm going back to that game. I finished it. I I got the first. I got the first two expansions. I didn't even play the second expansion. Um, yeah. I just it burned me out. I was like, I can't. I can't do this anymore. Destiny was probably my biggest video game heartbreak I've had. Me too. Me too. I, I, I bought a PS4 for it. And yeah. Right. I, I was all in on it. I thought it was going to be the next Halo. Like, I thought it was going to have this awesome... Like, it did ha- have actually quite a cool universe, but it wasn't yeah, really communicated within the game. There was no... The story, you picked up by, like, cards and stuff, and, like, yeah, you know, didn't get the actual, any of that. like... I couldn't tell you what the plot of that game was. When I finished it, it was just, like, what What did I just play? Yeah, what sure. Because it's really... The, the, the story mission's really short, you know? There's not... There's yeah. not a lot to do in it, and... I know. I'm hoping Destiny is different from like I playing the beta. It seems like there's more. There's just more content, and it's like it's packed a little bit better, and 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 I guess paced a little bit better, um, and it feels more like a living and breathing world. Um, yeah. Where you're learning about all these different factions that are uh, kind of capitalizing over this crisis, whereas in Destiny, it's just like cool. Three different uh, alien factions doing shit. Yeah, awesome. I remember there was a. I remember distinctly playing Destiny for the first time, sitting down after it installed. I was playing it, and there were these sort of creatures that I was fighting. I can't remember what they were called, but I was memorizing the names. Like I was thinking, this is going to become so iconic to me. These are going to be like grunts <laughs> from Halo. I'm going yeah, right. to see them. I'm going to have conversations about these. And then, <laughs> and then it wasn't that at all. Like it wasn't. I don't know, maybe it's also partly just because I'm older and it's not so important to me now that, like, oh, we're going to... It's lunchtime, we're going to sit around and talk about video games for an hour, but... Yeah, sure. I, but I think, like, within the certain, like, certain friends group, like, I had played Destiny with, you know, five, four or five other people. And... It's, it's okay, Max, now you can sit down and talk about video games on a podcast for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, grown-ups. <laughs> You know, like, well, I had a group and we, you know, we played it constantly, we had a thread and we'd always talk you know, daily about it and it's, so it kind of, it kind of works, but I don't know, you get yeah. burned out with something, you just kind of stop doing it and everything just seems shit and bleak, so. Yeah, it'd be interesting, like, to see how that goes, because it's similar to, um, like, we're having all these, these sort of early, quote-unquote, next-gen, like, for the current-gen sort of titles that came out with so much hype behind them like destiny Watch Dogs, titanfall these things that had so much hype about what they were going to be and then they only partially delivered and now we're getting the sequels to those yeah you know, it's weird all, all this news about titanfall 2 is coming out now Are you they're serious? Gonna have a single player campaign they're going to have a tv show and it's like maybe that's what now we're going to get the Titanfall that we kind of thought we would, and now we're going to get the Destiny that we thought we would get, and we're going to get the Watchdogs we thought we would get. What about uh, Evolve? Oh, uh, you know. So what? What, what was that fucking <laughs> four-player? That shitty four-player uh, four hunters versus like a big dude. No, I don't know what you're talking about. 
Was that a game? It was a game, and everyone fucking blew <laughs> up about it, but I didn't give a shit about it. Thus me not being able to recall what it is. It is involved. Um, I can remember being. I can oh, remember right, seeing the one person in YouTube comments in trailers going, "Am I the only one not hyped for this?" <laughs> and of course, getting you know flamed out of there. But um, yeah, I think <laughs> that one guy was right. That yeah, that it, game it didn't hook me at all. I don't really care. I yeah, the amount maybe they know. The, maybe they know that if they ever make a truly good game again. <laughs> No one will buy the sequel. <laughs> so they're just they're keeping it down on purpose. Yeah, oh, that's man. how it is. Conspiracy. But I'm like I'm really hoping uh watch uh the division pulls it through, you know, kind of sets a bit of a more of a standard on what, you know, those type of MMO university type games should be making. Yeah. I hope so cuz I um I you know, you guys have been playing The Witness and stuff, but that's not really something for me. Um, I'm kind of in a bit of a drought at the moment, looking for that next big hit like Dying Light where I'm just going to play it heaps. And I was kind of looking at The Division, hoping that that might be it. But I'm not I'm not 100% sure where yeah, that's yeah. going to come from. I'm going to get it. I'm going to give it a go. I think it's interesting. Yeah, right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be weird. It's going to be weird because it's going to have all this MMO shit, but it's mm. supposed to be happening in the real world. Yeah. They're going to be yeah. looting I think, like, I think, a trendy Parker of a dude. I think if you kind of, like, get past the whole, uh, like, MMO shooter guy and you can see all of, like, his, you know, the, the RPG elements in the first person shooter. bleeding numbers. Yeah, I think yeah. if you can get kind of past that, I think it'll be kind of solid, um... Yeah, I can't. I just can't wait to be taking cover behind a car, and then as I'm scooting along it, just close the door. Yeah, I was doing that like oh. the whole time, yeah. and like we we saw this when we were playing the beta. Every car door is open. <laughs> yeah, All of that's them. What they, they got such a big response that they're like, "This is what we have to do." Like almost every <laughs> car's door is open, so you can walk up to it and do that one thing. And it's like, like okay, but like. It wasn't that you could close this car door. It was the promise of a world that was so detailed that you could close yeah. this car door and a hundred other things like it, not just car, car doors. doors. <laughs> this idea that you just had that that level of attention to detail, which clearly they... I mean, if you look at Ubisoft's sort of history of um, almost just out-and-out falsification of games uh, at, at events over the years with that and... You know, upgrading the graphics on Far Cry 3, I think it was, and their original presentation for Watch Dogs. It's clearly, I don't think we should be trusting much of what's going on in any um, Ubisoft like, yeah, sure. demo that is for a game that's more than a year out. <laughs> Closing car doors is, is like a core mechanic. <laughs> You should get, like, 10 XP every time you do it. Yeah, it's, 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 that's almost how heavily it, it's featured. Yeah. It's really weird. I'm just out because here grinding. Because everyone went nuts at, at E3 or whatever. It happened in our classroom, too. Me and Joey were at... When we were at uni, one of our lecturers played a video of... The video where the dude oh, closes the right, door yeah. and the classroom went nuts. And I was like, what? It's a, it's a car door! I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Does that look... Does that... What does that add? (laughs) 
it's not a mechanic really. It's an it's a nonsense piece of guff that's just stuck on there. <laughs> Doesn't mean this is a good game. Ten out of ten. Um, <laughs> ten out of ten. Door closes. Door closes. We'll close doors again. Speaking <laughs> of like kind of like shooter MMOs, did you ever go, did you guys ever watch or play Defiance? Yeah, yeah, both. Yeah, so did I. So, like, I just logged onto the account because I got curious, you know, FPS MMOs. I've got 30 days of active game time on that that I've got to renew. That I know that I had, like, it's just waiting for me. I just need to renew my account and download and play. But whatever happened to that show and game? Like, is it, do we, you don't hear much from it. The show, I think, ran for two or three seasons. It got cancelled last Ah, year. Ah, right. Apparently it got, like, progressively better throughout that time. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was kind of yeah. like a... It was in the same... Di- kind of the same direction of Firefly, like that whole, like, frontier yeah. kind of world. I think, I think a lot of those sort of, like, uh, sci-fi shows and stuff try to tap into that. But that, that yeah, it was cool. And the actual game was... All right. You know, it was fine. <laughs> wasn't, it wasn't groundbreaking. It was fun if you wanted a bit of an MMO experience, you know. Yeah, it was. I guess it was good if you wanted to play like Destiny a couple of years before Destiny came out. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was it was fun, but it's free to play now. It looks like, and they've got a they've got you can buy bits, Defiance Ooh. bits, bits. <laughs> uh, then there's a whole bunch of DLC that you can buy. Um, yeah. Times. I'm gonna buy some bits. <laughs> Good. See you later. <laughs> Down the rabbit hole. It's too late for Joey. Just buying all these bits for my defiance stuff. What do you get with your bits? You get equipment, vehicles, and tons of other items from the in-game but defiance store. You get like store. an experience multiplier or something. Well, it says purchase boosts. Well, yep. There you go. <laughs> I remember doing a, like a giant ass quest chain on that just to get this really cool car that I could drive around in. And I was so <laughs> proud of getting it. It was like a Mustang or some shit. <laughs> I was so happy. And then, yeah, no, didn't really, no one really cared. <laughs> it seemed, like, I remember it seemed just really kind of generic to me when I was looking at it. Yeah, yeah, I, I did guess get it, it is. I did play some of it. Um... I think my internet connection wasn't great, so I couldn't really play it. Probably. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think they kind of got in the trap of, of trying to balance what they could show on the show as the world and what they could do in a video well, game. Wasn't, wasn't the whole deal was, like, one season of the show would dictate the game and then one season yeah. of the game would dictate the, sh- the next season of the show? And, like, a, an episode would air with a character and then they'd turn up in the game, like, it with a quest chain and stuff. Yeah, which, pre- like, related to exactly what they just did. And that's a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is definitely a good idea. Maybe that's what we'll be getting with the Titanfall TV show. Let's hope so. Because <laughs> we're all talking to that. I don't think something like that could work without, like, a character or a, or a franchise that people already knew about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. Because if you have two different, if you have two weird, completely different things, it'll be hard. It would be hard to get people in. It seems like because either one would be, like, one would always overshadow the other as the focus. Yeah. And probably only one would be good. 
And then if you have a good TV show that's informing like a bad game, then the game's gonna drag the show down. Yeah, sure. It's fun times. So that's defiant. Yeah. Anyway, what have you been playing? <laughs> what have you been playing, Max? Um, as I said, not a lot. I've finished another episode in The Walking Dead. I mean, I just started a job, and I was thinking that, um, you know. It's time to put away these childish things. (laughs) Well, I was was thinking the opposite would happen. I'd have less time on my hands and I'd be more keen to sort of find something to play, but I think it's just nothing much has come up at the moment. Still playing a bit of basketball. Um, (laughs) That's fun, but there's not really much to talk about there. Um, Yeah, um, I've been playing a free-to-play Walking Dead game on my phone as well. It's like a... You know, one of those the sort of... town builder. Yeah, yeah, town builder, and you... Yeah. Uh, they sort of have a paper-thin story that plays out with, you know, in little text bubbles, and um, I'm trying <laughs> to be careful with that, because it's based on the comics, so it's got some spoilers there. So yeah, right. Trying to steer clear of that, and... Um, you got to shell out some Z-Bucks to remove spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and, and that that's fine. Um, I don't know why I'm playing it. I'm not really enjoying it, but I just keep <laughs> like getting it out and collecting wood and food. Yeah, and because it's it's filled with psychological tricks instead of a fun game. Yeah, I really like it when I I log in and then there's this little wood button above my um wood pile and I click it and then it goes all up yeah. into my um yes. like wood counter. And I just feel like a god when that happens. Like, <laughs> yes, this is all my wood. Bell before me. Everybody gather round. Gather round, I've got some more wood. <laughs> yes, um, come use your wood. And it's got this sort of weird Minions. thing of like, it's almost about... Um, I've seen this a lot in like free-to-play mobile games recently. Of It's a lot about... It's got a, pro, it's got a pro-life... Ad, uh, it's got a pro-life agenda. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Very hardcore on that. Um, uh, They've got this sort of, like, uh, character collecting mechanic, and it's all about collecting characters from the comic, and that's totally got its claws into me, like, oh, I don't... This character kind of sucks, but I liked him in the comics, so, you know... Yeah, And then you'll start feeding other characters to them to level them up. I mean, it doesn't say feed, but I imagine they're eating them so they can take their, their strength. That's the only way that makes sense. It basically is. I mean, what else is going on there? Like, oh, three people went into that room and then one came out much stronger. Oh, don't go in there. Do they have, like, do they have multiple versions of the same character but, like, wearing different clothes and stuff? Yes. Yes, yep. and there are, but I, I've totally fallen for it because it's all references to the comics. Like, you'll get, um, like, oh, it's Rick from, you know, Volume 3. Yeah, and, right. Or versus, like, Rick from, like, Volume 10. And, you know... Rick it, from, like, the... I'm not super up to date. I think I'm, like, maybe five, six ep- uh, books behind the, like, where the comic book is up to. But, yeah, current Rick is completely different. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm about halfway through the comics, and oh, probably a bit more than that, I think about, I'm up to volume 12, and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah it's just, like, I, I'm shocked at how different things have become, like, I never yeah. thought things would stray that far from 
where it was at the beginning. It's, a, it's if really. I, if I say if I say the word Lucille, do you know what you're talking? What I'm talking about? No. Yeah, you're uh, in, a, you're a Lucille. In Lu- Lucille. A loose seal? Not not yeah, yeah, a loose, loose seal. A loose seal. <laughs> they go to the zoo. Oh no, there's a loose seal. Everybody yeah. watch out. They're uh, lurkers, those seals. The the comic book is uh, is gonna get way more fun for you. Oh uh, yeah, I can't wait. It is I just yeah, I just read the first bit where they had some proper cannibals in it and that Yeah, was, right, right. That was pretty like full on You're getting close to Lucille. Oh, Oh, this is like this is like when I was a couple of volumes back, and everyone was talking about the governor. Yeah, right. Oh, the governor. What's this? He sounds like a nice guy. <laughs> um, How yeah. bad could he be? He governs a town. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like he keeps peace. So that's pretty much all I've been playing. I'm just hanging out for Overwatch. The Overwatch beta returned. The closed beta. So I've been watching a lot of Overwatch. Yeah, good. Overwatching Overwatch. Yeah, the the community's kind of come to terms with the irony of that name. Yeah, right. Everyone's (laughs) just routinely frustrated and upset that they're not in the closed beta because it's allegedly only for streamers and YouTubers. Yeah, right. Which is somehow bad. Who overwatches the Overwatchmen? (laughs) Yeah, and and they just brought out a whole bunch of stuff about they've got a progression system in there now, which is all about it'll give you new, um, like, cosmetic stuff. But it's not, like, dumb cosmetic hats and gloves and shit. It's, like, actual full-on costumes that are connected to their backstories and stuff. Oh, cool. Which is really cool. Like, it seems like they've really taken that in a direction that I like. And, like, what, uh, totally tying in, like, making nods to a broader universe. Um, yeah, it's funny that I'm talking about this. I haven't even played this game yet. I'm so <laughs> excited, though. How do you feel about Battleborn? Um, they're, they're essentially the same game, right? It looks like off-brand Overwatch. <laughs> like, the quality is just not there. And I think, for me, I guess, like, I think the characters are a little more interesting. I like yeah. I like the style of Battleborn a little bit more, but maybe it's just because I like Gearbox stuff. I don't know. I yeah, I have mixed feelings about Gearbox because of the whole they they've they've got they've got some they've been naughty in the past, and so we'll see how it goes. It'll be interesting, <laughs> definitely because like to see how Battleborn goes because that that whole market of sort of uh, MOBA style like shooters has just blown up. Yeah, in the past, yeah. Past like year or so, and most of these games aren't even out yet. But there's so much hype behind like Overwatch, Battleborn. Um, there's that Bethesda one. I can't remember what it's called. It's called like Battle something as well. Battle <laughs> Cry. Battle. Yeah, yeah. The like the Victorian one. Yeah. 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 And then and then there's that Epic Games one, which is literally just a MOBA where you're. It's also a third person shooter. Um, that looks really, really dull. Yeah, yeah. And there's one that I'm forgetting. Uh, Paladins. Paladins. Paragons is the, is the other one. Never heard of those. And there's one's called, there's (laughs) one called Paladin as well. Yeah, uh, there's a whole list of them and they're all competing for a a similar spot that I don't think people even know that there's a market for yet. Yeah, yeah. If, if one of them makes it, it's only going to be one of them. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, think if any of them make it, it's probably going to be Overwatch because Blizzard just has 
you know, they have yeah, Activision they the, behind they them. The stuff behind it, yeah. Yeah, they've got all that esports infrastructure. That yeah, right. Can go ahead and, you know, they just brought they just bought MLG. You wonder if that's connected at all. Um, where that's going to go in regards to Overwatch and yeah, it's really exciting. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, if any of, if any of them do it, it'll probably be Overwatch. You'll Can't just wait. hate Gearbox. But it's uh, no, I like I like the Mushroom Dude. Yeah, the Mushroom Dude's rad. rad. He's rad. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I yeah, I don't want to I don't want to poo poo their their art direction. It's really cool. It's totally like it's definitely a bit more off the chain than, than Overwatch. It's yeah, less yeah. off the chain, baby. <laughs> I like the, the story concept for Battleborn is cool. How all their worlds are dying, and so there's all these different dudes from different worlds, and they all have to fight. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just found that a bit depressing. Like, it is a bit depressing to be honest. It sounds yeah. like like a concept like metal album or something. <laughs> Speaking of which, Iron Maiden are making a oh well, they've gotten a game studio to make a game about Eddie, their mascot, and it'll be a free to play game for okay. mobiles. I just thought that was super strange, and I'm probably gonna get sucked in because it's got some pretty neat looking art so far for all the different Eddies. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm t- totally into that. So what are you doing? Kanye made a game as well. <laughs> what was really? that? Did you see this? Who made a game? Like, Kanye, Kanye West. Kanye West. Yeah, did, you, did you see the reveal trailer? <laughs> I saw the start of it. It's like he's so excited and the trailer plays and everything and he's like, guys, the idea about this game is my mum's died. Oh, my mum passed away and she's, she's gone to heaven, right? And he plays the trailer, and it's just his mum's, like, floating, I guess it's his mother, is, like, floating in, spe- in like, this ethereal heaven-type, uh, I guess, scene. And she gets on, like, a Pegasus, and, and then it, like, <laughs> closes and everything. And you hear a couple people, like, yeah, and he's, like, it's like, kind of like he's, like, no, guys, guys. I'm gonna play it again, <laughs> and this time you're gonna show, you're gonna yell how much how much you love it, how much I think you love it, <laughs> and then he plays it again. There's more of a crowd roar. He's like, "This shit's hard. This shit's really hard." And it's like, "Oh, it's just so bizarre." I mean, like, good on him for giving it, like, trying to make a video game. Right? Everyone should make a video game if they can. But it's just super bizarre. It's so weird that that's the game it is because, like, when I first heard about it. It was like, oh, okay, it's going to be what the Kim Kardashian game is. Which yeah, is right, something right. that is pretty much completely, like, has nothing to do with Kim Kardashian, actually. Like, she'll <laughs> pretend that she's making choices about it on the show or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's going to be, like, a, a maths psychology accountant man trying to figure out how to make tweens <laughs> those credit card numbers. Yeah, sure. And so you expect it's going to be something like that. No. Some sort of marketing developed by, you know, someone who knows what people are going to be excited about and what's going to sell. But no, it's just this really strange... That looks like, so strange. It's, it's, it's like one of those just narrative stories. Like, it's like what it looks like. And it's... The art is... Like, the art looks pretty enough. I hope it turns yeah, the out arts, to be the amazing. Yeah, the art's pretty, but like the the subject, the subject looks like a 
Looks like a nineties TV show about what going to heaven is like. <laughs> it, it looks like like almost like a old frayed kids book that you'd see at the dentist or something. <laughs> yeah, true. I know exactly weird, what you're talking about. It's such a specific aesthetic. But like it it, it is though. It totally is. It's... That's probably what Kanye said. He said he brought them this book. <laughs> I want you to like make this. this. <laughs> I want it like this. <laughs> So, what have you been playing, Joey? Um, I've been playing... I've, been, I've played and finished uh, Firewatch. Oh. Yeah, that came out. Um, it's it's really nice. Like, I had a... I, watching the trailer, I had my own assumptions of where the story was going to go. Um, yeah. And all that kind of stuff, I think... Everyone that kind of, like, watched that trailer, I think it what the actual game is kind of fulfills that. Um, yeah, yeah that I I had my own little problems with the way that the game ended, but I think that's because I was setting up this own kind of like internal story of like what should be happening and how I want certain characters to do at the end. But you know, the ending is what it is. Um, it's cool. But what really kind of makes that game like sensationally amazing is the dialogue and how it's written and the voice actors between the the main character, Henry, that you're playing, and Delilah, the, the chick that you're talking to over your um, radio. It just, it makes it feel like, I don't know, you get really kind of like immer- immersed in this story and you really kind of start feeling for these characters. And yeah, the way that it just sets up suspense and paranoia and, and the way it just, the lulls seem really nice. And yeah, it's it's really cheeky. It's really fun. Um, and I think it's, for me, it's, it's definitely the kind of like the best narrative game that I've played. I mean, yeah, it's just yeah, great. I don't know really what else to say about it. Is apart there from... is there other story threads through it like there were in Gone Home with the, like the dad's books and stuff? Uh, I think it's more. I think it's more streamlined. It's more you kind of get it. You get a really some vague kind of stuff, but the main overarching story all kind of. And the things yeah. that you pick up all kind of bleed into like this one yeah. major plot. Because you're definitely you're like you're definitely going somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a mission that you're doing. Um, and just the and I think it tells the story better than Gone Home told its story. Um, not that it was a bad experience or anything, but uh, they definitely learned something. They had a lot of cool, uh, you know, the the books that you'd find from the father in Gone Home, like the with yeah, Reagan on yeah. it. I opened up like a cache or it was either that or it was in my bookshelf, but I was just looking at my bookshelf. That book's in there. So it was a real oh, kind of <laughs> nice, it was a real nice kind of like nod and they've got a couple of kind of cool things like that in it. And the art is absolutely sensational. The way they yeah. kind of like the environment effects make it feel really warm or really cold when it needs to kind of bring in those feelings. Um, really, really good story that kind of, you know, really kind of pushes on the heartstrings. Um, in certain moments, and yeah, again, it's the it's the interaction between these two characters and their voice acting that really push this game and make it really, really um, memorable. Um, yeah, it's some of the best voice acting and uh, writing that you know I've seen or I had the pleasure of playing and reading. It's definitely worth checking out. <clears throat> it took me about four hours to finish it. Um, there's no like you know obviously with a narrative game you don't really go back to it, but. Um, so there's none of that, but yeah, it's it's definitely worth a playthrough. Um, other than that, I've been playing the hell out of Hand of Fate, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, and yeah, that's it. 
Um, I did, however, get a chance to go see Deadpool last night. That Ooh. was... Uh, yeah, that, that movie has a really, really, really funny uh, credits opening se- uh, scene um, when they're just showing you know, all the studios and all the people that worked on it. Uh, that movie is as dumb as you think it is. It's got as, just as many dumb jokes and gratuitous violence as you think it would have. But I think it kind of, they've really... Ryan Reynolds and the guys that made this movie have really kind of done justice to Deadpool. And they also did justice to... They really did, just, did justice to Colossus. Colossus is great in that movie. Um, they did... They remade Teenage Negasonic Warhead just for the movie. Um, she's really good. Uh, yeah, movie's really cool. Uh, it's worth checking out. It's fun yeah. time, and it's really dumb, and it's amazing, and there's some really funny points in it. So it's also distinctly not a video game. What are you doing? No, I know. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about it because, like, we we mentioned it last week. How you know you guys weren't you weren't really like looking forward to it, but I thought it was uh, worth you know yeah. mentioning because it's fun. I've heard I've heard some good stuff about it. Like not not amazing stuff, but definitely a lot better than. I'll say I was probably wrong. It, I haven't seen it yet, but yep. it does look like it's a much higher quality than I thought it would be. It's it's weird though because I don't think they. It's going to be hard for them to do a sequel, um, because they nailed it this time. Like you can't really do much more. Like it'd be the exact same movie. Yeah, um, it'd be the same joke. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That, that character is essentially the the one the one joke. And, like, not only that, it's just, like, Fox don't really have rights to any of the other characters that Deadpool meets in the comic books. So, he can only do stuff with the X-Men, and that's about it. That's you know? so weird, yeah. Is that, so, is that in the same universe as the X-Men movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Deadpool's, oh, cool. Deadpool uh, thinks he's an X-Men, but uh, he often gets in trouble for using their name quite a lot. They don't <laughs> like it. Um yeah, so he thinks he's best friends with Wolverine as well, and Wolverine hates him, can't stand, can't, <laughs> can't sti- cannot stand him. So yeah, uh, yeah, good times. Other than that, I haven't really been playing much. I've been playing some more like Adventures of Manor on my iPad. Been trying to play some other iPad games, but they turned out to be complete garbage. So I won't mention them. Um, yeah, that's about it. Short Firewatch uh, is in the Bioshock universe. <laughs> really good that has a really nice end credit too so like when you players play it make sure you just what don't skip the credits watch it um okay. makes you feel really kind of so one of the one of the guys on going home worked on uh the minerva's den dlc for bioshock and right. that was about like this computer that this guy was inventing and then in going home you can find like video games from that yeah. company. Oh right, that's what those videos. Yeah, right. I that get sounds it. funny. I get yeah. it. I get it. I get it. Did you guys see the uh, for Firewatch? Did you see the like the lead animator showing what the character looks like in third person? No. Yeah, it's fucking terrifying. He's like Ugh. this weird homunculus type of like character. That it's just uh-huh. it's not good to look at. Um, because, like, obviously when you bring, when, you know, you bring your hand up to look at it, it's getting bigger. And it looks fine when you're in third, th- uh, first person. But when it's third person, this arm just scales up. <laughs> and it looks gross. 
<laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's worth looking at. It's really funny. Because you've got a... In The Witness, you've got a shadow. Yeah, you do. You've got a shadow in a... I'm pretty sure you've got a shadow in... Let me boot it up and have a look, but... Uh, I'm pretty sure you've got a shadow. You... Well, like, you've had shadows in a game for ages, but the the witness is a really detailed, like, a dude. Yeah, it, no, yeah, it's, ve- it's very, like, specific in the outlines and everything, like, to his hair, to his, like, build and everything. Yeah, and you can kind of, like, you can see his animations when he's running and stuff. It's, it's... But you still can't see yourself if you look down. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's better because when, like, in most of the stuff where you can look down and see yourself, it's just, it's really weird. Yeah, well, it looks like in uh, Firewatch, when you do look down, Henry's shadow is more of, like, a amorphous blob. Yeah, that's usually what you get. Yeah, it's just a, it was an interesting choice from The Witness. Yeah. But, you know, you but do get to not... see the rest of Henry's character, which, like, it looks really neat, and you can kind of figure out what... It's nice, because, you know, like, when you learn this character, you can kind of feel like, you know, yeah, he would be wearing those type of clothes and stuff, you know? Do you see him in a mirror? No, you never see the character's face. Then how do you know what he looks like? Uh, you kind of, like... Actually, you... Just the way he talks, you can see his, like, body when you look down. You never see his face. Um, people describe it, you describe it, and people draw it. And you can kind of get a sense of what he looks like from that. It's <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like a man who like who who like doesn't have a face anymore, and people are trying to <laughs> like like. Well, that's essentially what the 3D model is when you look it at looks, it. It looks like everyone's chief concern is telling this guy what his face looks like. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But I think like... that's I think that's just because like when people ask you you know what do you look like and all that kind of stuff I think it's just for you to kind of relate to your like build the choices to make it more meaningful for you I guess because the whole story revolved like it different the plot changes a little bit depending on the choices that you pick um the ending's always the same but like the other bits but I guess that's just creating your own internal uh story and everything I guess but yeah. Definitely, yeah, he has no head It's great (laughs) Alright, we'll we'll take a break And then we'll be back with the game of the week And Super hot game pitches Super hot Okie dokie, we're back Now we're going to talk about This game of the week, which Max chose And it is Hand of Fate yeah. <laughs> so, um, Maxwell. So, Hand of Fate. Do we usually describe it at the start? Yeah, give it a give it a quick descript. The quick overview. Tell our lovely it's, viewers what it is. Oh, it's a tricky one to describe exactly. It it, it really. Plays, I tried. I tried to explain to Kevin before he played, it and I was having a bit of trouble doing it. But yeah. Yeah. So it it basically plays out like a card game. Um, you have a series of decks that will dictate um, equipment, weapons and armor that you have, that your character has, uh, locations that you're going through, um, enemies that you'll be fighting, and you will be sort of playing against, I don't know, it's a bit ambiguous, uh, the dealer who will lay out these cards and you will move your pawn 
across them and flip them up. And they could be things like um, story events, like you might come across like a, a battered chest or a glinting piece of uh, some sort of weapon or something, and that'll um, take you into it, almost like a sort of text adventure thing. Or it might bring you to a shop where you can load up on supplies and things, or it might bring you to a combat situation when the game changes completely to basically a third-person, like, melee combat sort of action brawler sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, you yeah, guys so liked you just, it? You got... You, yeah, from, like... So I've had, like, a Hand of Fate badge on my backpack for, like, two years <laughs> because yeah. they were giving them away at some some event that we were at and i never like from the screenshots and stuff you can't really tell what kind of game this is going to be and it looks like from the screenshots it looks not great and i don't think you can descri- it's describable very well yeah it's but a it, it's it's really good you have like some tight really uh really kind of coarse um, like resource management stuff, and then yep. you fight some Batman free flow combat stuff. Yeah, like there's all that 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 that's the tricky thing. There's a lot of sort of moving parts. There's the resource management, managing your food and your health, and then there's also and gold, and yep. then there's also the card management stuff of um, building decks. And then there's the um, probably probably I'd say the weakest part, which is the actual combat. Yeah, sure. Part. But like having said that, it doesn't really take away from the game. It's, oh no, absolutely you know. not. And I think it helps the pacing a lot. It really yeah, helps it definitely. go along. And if you were trapped looking at that dealer the entire time, I think it'd be a completely different game. Yeah, certainly. Um, I really enjoyed the fact that you could like. You know, you do one quest chain and it, and it just opens up all these other, like, events and everything that either happen right there and then or happen, you know, in the next round that you'll be playing because you unlock these cards to play from the next hand that you can put in your deck. Um, yeah, it's really nice just the way everything kind of yeah. flows and I together. Think, yeah, before the cast, like, we were talking about board games and, um, like, we all play board games and I think this kind of succinctly kind of does what it shows what's great about a really thematic board mm. game because um, when like when you bring out when you come to an encounter and the the dealer will flip up a card it's like the two of skulls so you're going to be fighting two skeletons and then it'll go into this this like sort of rendered environment and it'll put your like your mint your pawn down and then apply all the cards that you are equipped with so it'll apply your armor it'll apply your you know your weapon and then it'll put down the enemy card physically on the ground where they're going to spawn and i don't know there's something about that that like literal translation from Mm. the actual card game to the brawler that's kind of like like that's what's happening when you're playing a board game that's that transfer from the mechanics and the cardboard and the plastic it's kind of like what you play out yeah you play out in your head and you know and what exactly happens and how you see it unfolding and it's a really nice way to do it yeah that's Um, definitely my favorite thing about this game i think one of the things that really bothered me though is and it's just a small little thing but 
Like, the fact that when you uncover a boss that you're fighting, say, like, you know, the the Queen of Plagues or whatever, um, you, if you haven't fully explored that area, that's it. Yeah. You don't get to opt out. So, I was playing it just before. I'm up to the, you know, I was fighting the Queen of Plagues. Um, and I just, I managed to pass this, uh, this encounter and I got the next line of in line in the quest and it put it on the board. I'm like, awesome. Um, I wanted to explore the area because I didn't want to, like, say, like, if we're, if we're putting the board up into thirds, I wanted to explore the first th- uh, third of it because I didn't want to have to, like, retrace my steps and, uh, you know, come all the way back and spend all my resources, you know. So yeah. I, you know, I started exploring and before I could get to this tile, I uncovered the boss and was like, well, too late now, you've got to fight her. And that kind of bothered me, but the rest of it's really nice from, like, the the way you kind of, like, open new decks and, and cards. Is, you know, you get these little cool little coins that you open um, from the dealer himself. And, yeah, it's 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 a nice RPG card game. Yeah, and, and it has some really nice sound to it as well. Like I, the, when the, the dealer's, like, dealing out and you get that, like... Shuffling sounds and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I love he's got, like, a little pot next to him that he keeps those uh, totally coins in. He's put the lid back on it. When he puts sound. the lid yeah. back on it, it sounds so good. Yeah. It sounds so good. And and it, the actual voice acting that he does is quite good as well. And, the, like, the it's music that plays, like, that really, like, Middle Eastern-y... Um, yeah, yeah. kind of stuff when, at the start. It's really nice. It just adds to this whole mood of this kind of, like, mystical ancient card game that you're playing. Yeah. His voice, his voice is good, but sometimes he reads the lines like he doesn't... Like he puts the emphasis on the wrong words and stuff. <laughs> That's because he's mysterious. Okay. Mysterious. <laughs> I, wish he, I wish he was funny. I wish he told more jokes. Yeah. Also, is he supposed to be God? I think he's supposed to be some sort of desert warlock that is controlling your fate. I kind of, yeah, I kind of more went with what Kevin was thinking, like, oh, we're both, like, gods, like, and battling That's it cool. out, like, to control the mortals down on Earth or something. Yeah, I know, I kind of get the impression that you're just some guy that's, under for one reason or another, like, fighting fate, and he's, like, the controller of it, you know, and there's other guys that have tried to do things before you, but have failed miserably, and he owns them for eternity or some shit like that. Yeah, he turns them into a card, probably. Yeah, that sounds like <laughs> something he would do. That's, that's, he's always talking about making cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I read it as like some sort of like the dude challenging like death to to a game or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, it seems like that. It's like some normal guy challenging death to a game, something like that. It's definitely it's definitely interesting that it's kind of left really weird and ambiguous. Yeah, yeah. well, maybe there's more at the end of it. Like um, he's talking to you about how these cards are your memories, but maybe not all of them. But also, he's making cards. Yeah, yeah. Well, like there is like there is a story mode, so there's got to be something in the end of it. I mean, like I'm only just yeah. off, over halfway, so we'll see what happens. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if you get to the end of the story mode and there's not. An yeah, right. The yeah, is. or maybe he's the last boss. Or maybe he's you <laughs> all along. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm up to. I think I'm just before you, Joy. I just beat Queen of Skulls. Yeah. And just now, it's starting to be that maybe I could lose. Yeah, it, one. it gets up, but I always keep playing with the lion mask. Um, and that starts you off at 40 health, but you get you get two 
HP to your total health every time you kill an enemy. So you can end up, you know, over the course of battle with like 200 health or so, or 196 health. Um, it definitely makes it a lot harder, <laughs> um, if you're not careful. Yeah, I might give it a go. So yeah, there's all these kind of cool modifiers. Weird, like what, because at the start, like after the first game... It, like, shits out all the DLC stories at you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then it's like, okay, so I've got all these things, and then it it turns out these are, like, stories that you're going to be... Like, if you complete this card, you can get a token, which unlocks the next next part of this card, and that's happening, like, one part of this story per game that you play. But, like, what, what... was the game like before they had all these I think I, quests and I stuff think in? it's the same this just adds in more of them yeah cause you choose I've just got the game to automatically do my deck for me every time but you can like set what encounters you get right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so like some of them that I you know I didn't want to have to deal with anymore is like you know the the noble trader and all that kind of stuff. I substituted him for some more interesting thing, quest lines yeah. and stuff, you know? Which is such a such an interesting mechanic. Yeah, choosing Let, letting, quests. Yeah, letting the player sort of have a hand in what... But I guess that's the kind of... The, it's the same thing in any kind of, like, normal uh, Western or JRPG. You choose what side quest you want to do. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, imagine if you were playing, you know... Skyrim, and then you just said, I don't really want to fight any more Frost Giants. But you can do... You you can can. totally do that, yeah, if you want. You can just turn them off, though, you can't... Yeah, sure, they're, you know, they're still in the game, but you... Yeah, I know I what you're saying. I don't, yeah. I don't think that's pro- that's probably not really a good parallel to draw, though. I think that's probably a bit different. Yeah, sure, but I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah, it's just an interesting like amount of control to give the player. Yeah. Which, yeah, I think it kind of adds to it. It really kind of tailors your own quest that you yeah. can say, hey, this is how I played it, and this is what happened to me in this level. You know, I, I really like those kind of events there. You can go back to a friend and say, oh, I was in this dungeon, and, you know, this happened, and I got this item, and then this happened. I mean, like, it's, it's fun. That's what I did when I was younger, when you didn't have, you know, the internet or anything. You, you explained yeah. your experiences, and then you'd kind of bullshit as well, you know, how to get Mew and all that kind of shit. Um, yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. It's really neat. So, it, yeah, it sounds like Hand of Fate has the Sky Pirate Radio seal of approval. Yeah, it does. I give it... So, what what happens when you finish one of these story chains? I don't know. I haven't finished one no. yet. Because a lot of them, like, a lot of the stages in them are not, like, are not affecting your playthrough at that moment. Like, they're not giving well, you actually, gold or anything. I've, I'm, and they just unlock the next part. I'm up to... I think I'm up to one of the last parts. Like, it's the Lich card. And, right, you get it puts it down on the board, and then you go into this encounter. It's a mini-boss. You've got to fight this Lich with a whole bunch of skeletons, you know? So, I don't know what you get from it, but I, I assume it's something pretty good. And then you could just... You just jack your deck with, like, a bunch of mini-bosses, and then you just fight. But it's I so think... Simple. I think... Uh, it, I think it would be more likely you'd get a one of those tokens for beating it, and then after beating it, you don't get that token anymore because you've already unlocked those weapons and equipment that you get from it. So, 
That's what I'd imagine it would oh, play out. So, may- so, you- so playing through these stories gets you new equipment and stuff. That makes sense. Yeah, that's how, like, I think from the ones that I've... From the small ones that I've done, the ones that I've got equipment from, yeah, that's what you get. You get uh, tokens and... Um, the yeah, ones that so are repeating now, I'm starting, to, I'm starting to uh, do the complete opposite to see what happens. Yeah, that makes sense. I thought it was funny that they re... <laughs> like, they obviously... I think they're probably a pretty small team. And it blew me away the first time combat started up. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, same. <laughs> I was playing this card game. Like, what? This is insane. It was a nice little surprise. Um... It's a gift that keeps on giving. The details, really high. I thought it was funny that they like they reskinned the rat dudes as like hellhounds. Yeah. So, um, was the I was the one of the things I didn't like a lot about the combat didn't bother me too much was the fixed camera angle. Would they have done that to to save on having to render Yeah, that's probably part of it. They probably like a lot of the a lot of the scenes are very deliberately framed. Yeah. Like the one with the ship sailing off, having an arch in the distance that you can see the sun through. So I imagine mm-hmm. that on the camera side it's just blank. Yeah. That's fair enough. That's that's uh it's usually ooh, what happens. And probably make it easier than just having like a you know, camera that you can rotate. You you'd probably get into some really kinda undesirable camera angles when you're fighting yeah, the guys. Especially so. in, we're considering the size of the environments you're fighting in most of the time. They're all very... All the environments are pretty interesting. Yeah. I don't think any of them seemed, seemed very boring. Seemed like just standard. And then you get the ones with like the traps and everything in them. And Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, they all, they all stand out and you're only seeing them for like couple minutes two minutes, yeah. two minutes out of every 10 minutes or something yeah. and it's always going to be different ones so it's like i haven't i've only kind of started recognizing them yeah sure after you know i think like with with, with the addition of new enemies and stuff it just adds in more locations and stuff you know i haven't really dealt with lizard men much but i'm assuming there's a you know, I'm up to, like, the King of Bones, and you can't really do much after the King of Bones, so, like, why don't you just add in a new deck of monsters and stuff? So, I'm yeah. assuming there'll be more environments with that as well, you know? Yeah. I wish, Probably. The, I, I wish the environments had a bit more of a, like, an effect. Like, if there was some way to interact with them a bit more, rather than just being, like, you know, maybe a slightly ch- changed arena and a new coat of paint. Maybe if, like, you know, you're in a dungeon this time, you can, you know, you can hit this chain holding a chandelier and it'll drop on, yeah, on sure. enemies or something like that. Yeah, that could be cool. Or, like, yeah. you're on you're on a, you know, rain-slicked boat, like, make sure you don't slip off and things like that would, would be pretty cool, but... A lot of the traps and stuff don't seem that thematic to the place that they're in. Yeah, they yeah, get yeah. reused a bunch of times. Yeah. That's fine. It's obviously just you know, make an economy of assets and stuff, trying to reuse as much as they can. Yeah, that's fair enough. And they did... Yeah, they it does, did it does well. a good job with the kind of abstractness of the cards and moving, you know, to each space in the cards. Because the cards are abstract, it's kind of easier to, I think, um, make the kind of link between them and you had the kind of player story of what happened that let me get here. And yeah. then... 
it has those really... Then it has, like, the really vivid graphics of, like, when you're having a fight. It's good. Yeah. Um, They put a mask over the dealer's face so that they yeah. have to do all the lip sync yeah. animations yeah. for him. There's <laughs> another smart move, I just realised. Yeah. Like, I'll, my problem... And problems I've got with it are just, like, extra animations of, like, cards and stuff that I don't need. Like, I'm, I don't need... Like, every time it wants you to do the, like, success or fail, like, when it's shuffling cards for that, it takes a longer than it should, I think, because it happens so often. Because you, uh, you get your choices and stuff in your adventure cards, and then some of them will just be like a chance and then it shuffles in like it has four cards and they're either like success or failure or huge success or huge failure and they get shuffled up and then so they're acting as like a die and then on the back of those cards there's a die on them (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i think that takes too long i think the the shop interface is doesn't need to be dressed up like that yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Because I'm only gonna... Like, I only want to spend... I'm not hanging out in the shop. I I know what I want to do in the shop. I want to sell this stuff. I want to see if there's anything to buy, and then I want to get out. So don't load the town for me. I don't need it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. I enjoyed it. Like, all on, all in all. Yeah, hopefully there's, hopefully there's more stuff, and there's more monsters and stuff. Yeah, no, it totally is. Like I said, Lich, look forward to that, because it fucking stomped me. I'm going to fight the uh, light mental guy. I'm going to beat him. The the council of... No, the, the minotaur. Oh, right. Yeah, I think I'm up to that last quest chain. I'm going to beat him. I'm going to beat him easy. Um, what else do I get? There's also, like, you get quests with, uh, depending on which modifier that you choose, you get quests to do with that. So, like, with the lion mask, uh, get the this council the like the pride they're called, and uh, if you manage to get a certain amount of health when they come up, uh, they uh, give you a quest chain that gives you the next uh, you know part in the quest. So it'd be interesting to see what happens then. That's cool. I'll try to give that one a go. Yeah, good times. So if you like the combat, you can play like Batman or like. Shadows of Mordor, they got similar combat. If you like the adventure Cardi part, King of Loathing is like that, but with lots of funny jokes. Also, um. Shit, what's the other one called? Do it. I can do it, I can do it. It's <laughs> the one that Sunless Sea is based on something London. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know the one you're talking it's about. like Dark London or something. It's not Dark London. It used to be called Echo Bazaar. It's called Fallen London. Fallen London, that's it. Nice work. And that's got a kind of a neat... Uh, that's got a neat setting as well. One of the things about the setting for Hand of Fate was it was pretty, it's pretty standard fantasy. Mm. But I think probably... I think, it's, I think it's fine and it works for it. And I think probably one of the reasons is that... It's such a weird game in other ways that they were like, okay, well, let's give them this to hang on to that they understand. Yeah, sure. Yeah, good time. Hand of Fate. Do it. Check it out. 
Fun times from your Melbourne boys. Give them a bit of a support. I think they're from Melbourne. Yeah, they're from... I don't, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're from Melbourne. Give those Australian boys. There we go. We'll cover that basis. Um, a bit yeah. of support. If you torrent this one, you're going to hell. So It's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be an ironically Melbourne-themed one, so you'll just have to drink bad coffee and yep. stuff. Bad coffee, deal with, uh, bicy- like, what are they called? Fixie bikes? Yeah. Oh, you thought it was going to be sunny today? Well, it's raining now. <laughs> Welcome to hell. <laughs> you brought an umbrella, did you? No, it's hotter than the sun. <laughs> Melbourne, eh? All right, so now Classic we're going to play. We're going to play the game game. The game game. Oh, we can announce. Do we want to announce uh, what the next week's game is, or do we want to do that? Oh, good yeah. idea. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So I've got a bit of a task for you guys to do. I don't want you to. Well, it's not. It's more of a request. I don't want you to watch any of the trailers for this game. I just want you to get it and play it because I think some of the magic is maybe lost in the trailers because I'm watching the trailer I already know what it's about and uh, how the game's played but uh, rather the aesthetic but I think seeing that for the first time and not getting it spoiled in a trailer uh, will make the experience a whole lot better Um, look go ahead look at like pictures and all that kind of stuff just don't watch the trailer um, but anyway, my game of the week will be The Deadly Tower of Monsters. Uh, and this is a twin-stick shooter, top-down twin-stick shooter, that uh, is kind of like a bit of a play on late 50s, early 60s sci-fi, uh, where you play as the character, you get to see the B-level exploits of Dick Starspeed, Scarlet Nova, <laughs> and their robot. That sounds um, awesome. Yeah, so that came out, I think, came out last month and it's done by the guy it's published by Atlas and done by the devs that did uh fuck what was that, that I love that game uh, Xenoclash ah <laughs> oh, yeah okay it's done so by the Xenoclash boys so it's got kind of a pulpy flavour to it oh yeah totally awesome um so yeah check it out uh it looks really fun I'm really excited about it there's some things I can't wait to talk about and just like get your opinions and uh <laughs> Hopefully you love it because there's some really cool things in there that I I, I know I'm gonna really fucking enjoy. So yeah, the deadly towers of monsters of monsters. Cool. So what are we doing now? The game game. game. The, ga- the name game. Name the game game. Um, I did cheat a little bit on the second game here. There was two game names right together, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it just sounded so good that I I put them as one. That's all right. Okay, good. So do I put them in now? Yes. So the first game we've got it's called Werewolf Hero. Okay, love it. <laughs> the second one is the hybrid. The first ever hybrid game name in in the name the game competition. It's a little game called. Grim Dude Battle Fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's sick. I'm actually, I was thinking what might be fun. This week, we're going to put an extra layer of difficulty on. Right. Okay. Your pitch has to have moral choice in it. Ooh. <laughs> okay, Ooh. sure. In some part of the game, you can use it however you want. Okay. I like it. I like it. You want to put name in there just to keep it uh we got a backup just in case 
Alrighty. Chaos Reaver. Okay, good. Okay, how do we choose who goes first? Um, I'm gonna think of... I'm thinking of the next US president. Okay, I choose... Trump, why not? Uh, I'm gonna completely go somewhere different with this, but I'm gonna choose... Adam Sandler, hopefully. <laughs> Adam Sandler's actually closer. I, yes. I was thinking Jimmy Fallon. Yes! He's a late, <laughs> Good choice. He's a late entrant. Like, he's not in yet, but when he does, it's going to be like dropping a bomb on, on US <laughs> politics. <laughs> He'll be so happy everywhere. Who would vote for Adam Sandler? Who, yeah, no, that's... Well, who goes to see his movies? The Netflix executives. Yeah, probably people who don't he's vote, bankable. I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guys that get really stoned and watch Adam Sandler movies. Stop quitting. Kids. Stop stalling for time, Joey. It's your pitch. Go. <laughs> All right, I choose uh, Grim Dude Battle Fight. Uh, now, Woo! to mostly appreciate Grim Dude Battle Fight, you'll have to understand that Back in the early 90s, Grim Dude Battle Fight was a TV show. Um, <laughs> and so the Grim Dudes were like this. They were, they were like a band of kind of like if the Little Rascals had grown up. And <laughs> they, they were basically street punks that kind of defended all the other street punks from these like bad corporate villains that wanted to like de- redevelop the suburbs and all that kind of stuff so that's what grim dude battle uh, the grim dudes were um <laughs> i personally loved it growing up i thought it was kind of like you know it was a really nice addition to saturday morning tv with you know street sharks and biker mice from mars but uh the de- the the producers wanted to kind of bring back this grim dude franchise so they made grim dude battle fight and grim dude battle fight is uh they personally came to me, um, and they, you know, they're like, hey, make us a game. So this is the pitch that I'm pitching to them. <laughs> um, Grim Dude Battle Fight is a kind of like a team-based brawl-off where you collect all these Grim Dudes from all these different neighborhoods, you know, all these new recruits that want to join the Grim Dudes and battle this corporate foe. Um, so, you know, you're collecting all your Grim Dudes, you're outfitting them, making them look really cool. They can level up and get look, you know, look really cool. The way the game works is... You pick a district that you want to kind of liberate from these corporate scumbags and, and you fight them. Um, and you, it's a team-based fighter where you've got like five different guys and you can switch between and they've all got their own sick abilities that you can work on. They've all got, you know, different perks that you can choose and that's why you choose to take, you know, Billy Badass rather than uh, Randy Axehead, you know. You, you, can't, you can't forget those two max memorable characters from the Grim Foods. Um, the, 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 the moral choice, though, in this game is sometimes a, a neighborhood gonna, is going to go under attack by these corporate douchebags. Uh, so you've got to choose to whether like, you want to go save this or save another neighborhood. But if you don't save this one, you might, you might lose this special grim dude. You know? So like, you're trying to figure out which ones that you want to save and how you want to construct this city. But at the same time, you might lose, you might lose so many different friends families so that's the grim dudes it's a cool it's a cool like top-down map that you're looking at um really cool like retro nessie and then you get into this cool brawler that's kind of like a 2d side scroller brawler where you're choosing between different grim dudes you can set up these neat combos where they're just bouncing guys back towards each other with their fists uh grim dudes there is a lot of like uh picking up guitars and 
hitting dudes with it as well. You know, you gotta you gotta stick it to the man sometimes. Grim dudes sticking it to the man. What 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 platform is it for? Grim dudes is coming out on. I'm hoping PC. There'll be a lot of. Uh, I want to encourage a lot of friends to play with each other. Uh, I'll play as uh, Billy Badass. Um, <laughs> you guys can choose your favorite Grim dude and play with me too. Sounds awesome. I was really hoping you'd say oh, it's actually the first Game Boy Advance game that's been that's about to come out. In yeah, years. but like the you know there's no market for that. You know, I really want I really want there to be a Grim Dude resurgence. You know, it's a massive market for Grim Dudes. Everyone's, yeah, exactly. Everyone's waiting. You know, everyone's no, one's, no one's got a Game Boy Advance anymore. You know, we want we want some Grim Dude games. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Nobody's got a Game Boy Advance anymore. Uh, yeah, so, and, and there's a lot of cool skins that we can unlock as well. Green, a lot of green mohawks and, and leathers and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> there's, uh, uh, Landfill, Landfill Pete. He's, uh, he's a good, he's one of my favourite Grim dudes. Definitely, if this was the 90s, you'd get them in little, like, blind oh, to- purchase totally, packs. Like, totally. little, little Grim dudes. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So that's uh that's Grim Dude Battle Fight. A All team, right, team based brawler. So I'm just thank you for going so long because that gave me enough time. Oh, so you weren't to, listening to me. <laughs> it gave me enough time to find the perfect spokesperson for my game. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. It's Valve's uh E3 conference, right? The hall is packed. Uh it's at the very start. This is the opener, actually. Yeah. This is what they're opening with. The lights go down. Uh, Game Newell comes out. He goes, We've got something that you've been waiting for for a very long time. Uh, we know that you want it. And so here it is. We're finally... <laughs> going to announce it and here to uh, here to tell us about your new project about this new project is uh michael j fox good and so michael j fox comes out (laughs) and uh he is wearing uh the vive or whatever the whatever the valve virtual reality (laughs) thing is he comes out is wearing that he's kind of stumbling stumbling around and he lifts it up, and he points to the audience, and he says, I was Teen Wolf. Now you're Teen Wolf. <laughs> Amazing. And there's an ow and there's a full there's a full moon on the on the projector, and then Michael J. Fox starts starts like freaking out, and then there's a smoke machine that goes off at his feet, and he's obscured. There's a there's a smoke bomb. He's obscured by a smoke, and the smoke clears, and out of it comes a dude in a werewolf costume, and he goes rawr, and then uh, Gabriel says like haha, please don't eat me, and it's awkward for a second. <laughs> And then he goes, that's right, our new game is Werewolf Hero. It's the first ever cross-franchise werewolf game. So we've got Universal's Werewolf, 
We've got Michael J. Fox as Teen Wolf. We've got an American Werewolf in London, all together finally in the same werewolf game. Good, good. For all you wolf and heads. it's it's a <laughs> yeah, it's a pre-order bonus. Is you get a you get a werewolf mask kind of <laughs> thing that fits on top of the of the VR machine. So it's a virtual reality game where you run around. It's full get on. It's full VR kit on nothing. So you have the headgear. You have some gloves that are attached up with wires, and you've got a little like treadmill, omnidirectional treadmill. And it's a game where you run around town, just biting people. You've got to obviously satiate your your thirst for human flesh when it's uh, a full moon and it's also kind of what's that what's that game that this is like the Shenmue the one where you like wait for the bus yeah it's like that as well because there's like a real calendar and you have so like you're really tracking when the full moon is (laughs) so most of the time you're not a werewolf Except for all of the time you're a werewolf, because <laughs> the werewolf is inside you. <laughs> you've got to prepare for a werewolf. You've got to have an alibi. You've got to make sure that you've got, like, uh, some sort of bag on you that isn't going to tear off. Like, your pants are going to tear off when you turn into a werewolf. So when you wake up, you've still got your wallet, you've got your phone, you've got your, you've got your key card so you can get the bus home. And your uh, your moral choice, obviously, is whether or not to turn people into werewolves. You have you have a, you have kind of a bar that goes between like full werewolf and then like cop wolf. <laughs> and so you can you can become use your werewolf powers to become like a vigilante who's like a werewolf, but he's wearing aviators and like a, and like a cop's hat. And he like handcuffs dudes to to light poles, or you can just be full werewolf and you're just tearing down the streets and uh, being, being being a real menace. Everybody and goes full werewolf. Everybody goes full <laughs> werewolf. They can't help it. That's the that's the secret about the game. It's actually heavily weight. It's impossible to go full werewolf. Full werewolf. And then it says coming soon. Uh, today's date comes up. Everyone goes wild. They lose their shit. Everyone's on their phones downloading it on their Steam machines that they have for free under their seats. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big event. It is. I'm predicting the future. I'm, I'm predicting the future that I want to see happen. How much does does Werewolf Hero as a complete pack, everything you need, how much does that retail for? It's $700. Oh. That's actually not too bad that's if you got good. the if you got the Walker thing on it. It's a bargain. Yeah, that's probably that's probably lowballing it. It's probably gonna be, it's probably gonna be significantly more than that. It's a, you it's... need a computer. You need a computer to play it on as well. So it's probably gonna run you about two thousand at least. It's a lost leader that'll probably sink the company, but like it's a fun werewolf game, so we know, thought we'd right? just go for it. <laughs> it's yeah, so it's like it's like first person. You run around, you put hold up your hand in front of your face, and it's a big werewolf claw. Ah, <laughs> oh, I don't know. 
I'm sorry, Joey, but Kevin's mm. was just so vivid. Mm. I felt like I was there. I felt like there were like three dudes around me who, for I'm some not, reason, were still gonna, wearing a backpack. I'm not gonna no live tweeting. I'm not gonna oh. make you into a grim dude. <laughs> I had plans to, but that's the that's when that's when the the reboot falls through and they have to do a Kickstarter. That's when the Kickstarter twenty years You become a grim dude. You can't be a grim dude now, Max. Sorry. Five hundred dollars will render you as a grim dude. You'll be in it forever. I'm backing a Kickstarter at the moment where um one of the, the Kickstarter exclusive things was a um is for a physical like board game is for a zombie render of the company's owner, which is kind of a bit like dude oh, nobody nobody really wants that. I'm sorry, but like that's for you, that's not for us. <laughs> Anyway, that's the cast. <laughs> Ending on that note. I've actually met that guy, though. He's quite nice. <laughs> yeah. I thought Chaos Reaver was a real game, but I was thinking of Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver for the PlayStation. Legacy of Kane. That was like a big franchise before, before I knew about games. I want to play. <laughs> what a good no- and on and on that note, <laughs> we hope your cast has been that great. So, if you have questions, musings, or your games, or if you want to hear more about the Grim Dudes, you can find us at <laughs> all of our locations, you... such as uh, questions at skypiratestudios.com, or we're on Twitter at skypirateradio. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast. Thank you, Joey. Thank you, Max, for doing it with me. Uh, thank you, everybody. Have a, good road. Have a great week. Yeah. Check out my vintage Billy Badass. It's a super rare. Oh my god, his hands are so big. <laughs> what the fuck? Blowing up a balloon. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh god, that makes me feel sick. Yeah. <laughs> what did I say? Homunculus, huh? <laughs> uh, what? That's how the podcast should start. Just you oh. losing your shit, going, oh my god, his hands are so big. I don't like the one where he runs through the forest. <laughs> yep. That one's too scary. Big creepy. Oh my god. Jace, cut this out. Yep. Um, Thank you. Oh, we're keeping this in there. Everyone wants to hear it. Everyone, I love right. you, Jace. Thank you for cutting this out. You can keep Don't that do clip it. of me saying. No. You can keep the clip of me saying I love Jace, you. you. Keep. You better put keep this all in, or I'm gonna put That's... you through a fucking wall. <laughs> That's my treat for you. 
Uh, Thank you for editing the podcast. Damn wall.